Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom, where wisdom comes from everywhere. This is a podcast about generational wisdom shared to help build a bridge for future generations and to build stronger communities through education, technology, and health. Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. Hola, hola. Feliz Año Nuevo, everybody. And this year we are going to start, as I said in previous podcasts, with our community change makers, our purpose-driven leaders, and also our key makers for our communities to thrive. So let's welcome Tatiana Quaif, who is a purpose-driven leader using her authentic voice and experiences to inspire and empower other corporate American professionals, and to turn inward to unleash their authentic magic. You know, in this episode, we get into her transformation in detoxing from corporate life. You know, when you've been in a corporation for a number of years and where you thought you belonged by doing all the assimilation and all the right pathways of higher education and social networks, learning the language very well as a first gen, as a Latina, you know, how do we create change in our own communities and begin to align to recognize our true power? In this episode, we talk about how her mission is to support other women to rise within so together we can create a ripple effect of transformation, evolution, and ascension as we create new ways of living and leading that are authentically aligned to our purpose. So let's welcome Tatiana. Welcome, Tatiana. 2024 is, I'm going to call the year of transition. A lot of us are looking, I mean, it's been, let's say, you know, four years past COVID. People are looking, now that they've settled in to, post-pandemic, although it's still kind of hanging around, we're looking at change. We're looking at change for ourselves, our communities, and just really having a sense of connection that we didn't have before. And I think that's just due to the pandemic itself, post-pandemic, the economic crisis that has happened, and then also the social unrest. So a lot of people are looking for answers, but I feel like they can't leave just yet, or they're thinking about how to take those next steps. And I know you've been talking about this in your articles called Rising Women on LinkedIn, and you are talking about that stepping away from corporate life. And what I love about you saying is the detoxing from corporate life, which You know, I've struggled with that. I still feel like I'm going through that process a little bit every year based on how I run my consulting business practice and then also the podcast, which is also a business. And so let's get into that because I think it's going to be very powerful information today. And tell us a little bit about Tatiana and your first-gen Latina living down in Southern California. Tell us about how, you know, this journey of the structure started, because that's what I think a lot of people need to under or want to understand. Amazing. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. So excited. It's such an honor and such a powerful conversation that we're going to have at a critical time. So thank you so much for having me. 
to tell you, you know, and the listeners a little bit about me, I'm originally from Brazil, Sao Paulo. I grew up there and lived there until I was 18 when I moved to the U.S. to go to college and decided to stay. I ultimately met my husband in college (laughs) and stayed and started then my professional career. I always had big dreams since I was a little girl to, you know, be leader, like an executive. And so when I started my career in corporate, like I had all of, you know, these big dreams that, that were pouring out of my heart. And, you know, it's, it was a roller coaster. <laughs> my almost two decades in corporate had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of lessons, a lot of growth, and a lot of challenges from being a woman, from being a Latina I lost myself, I would say, in the corporate world, trying to fit in into like the mold of success or the mold of leadership, you know, that had been defined for us or that I learned. And as I, you know, worked so hard to fit in, in many ways it worked. I say that in like air quotes because, you know, I was being successful or I was getting the jobs or the promotions or the assignments that I wanted But more and more over time, I was just really feeling depleted, exhausted, overwhelmed. And, you know, I feel like sometimes something comes around and just like give us a bigger wake up call. And that's, you know, what happened to me about 10 years ago. I was diagnosed with early stage breast cancer and I'm happy to say I'm healthy now. But it was a huge wake-up call. I realized I was killing myself in my job. I had been such a high achiever, overachiever, so consumed with my work performance and driven by fear and self-doubt and competition. And I was like running into a wall. So now I look back at that diagnosis and I see it as a gift, as an opportunity to realize that, okay, I couldn't keep going, you know, the way the way that I was going. And it really started this deep inner journey of change. But it's really, to me, has been a journey of unlearning, releasing like a lot of gunk, a lot of stuff that we've learned that just keep us from being our true selves, like shining our bright lights and bringing like our full magic, right, to to life and obviously to work. So yeah, that has been, you know, the journey that I've been on for, for a few years. And Early on in the pandemic, as everybody was going through so much, right, I started to share, to share more openly this journey I'd been going through and what I had been learning. First, I started working with Sherry with my team at work, and they really resonating with it. Then I was like, maybe I start sharing more openly, like on LinkedIn and Facebook and whatnot. And people really resonated, you know, they appreciated I was being vulnerable and authentic, but also they saw themselves like in similar journeys. And there's, I feel this deep restlessness or calling so many of us are feeling inside to change, to transition, to transform that, you know, is just a beautiful time right now as we're going to 2024 for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things as myself going through a transformation, I want to say through all the things of being a third generation Latina here in California your experience coming from Brazil. I've had other Latinas that have been on this show from Brazil, and they talk about why they left the country during the dictatorship and 
the upheaval and families wanting more for their families in the United States. And, you know, that's a lot of immigrant ideals because of the dream. And as a woman, there's a lot more challenges as a Latina. So when you came over here at 18, was it the push from your family to say the whole family was coming because of that? Or was it just your dream by yourself? Because those two things are very connected into transformation, in my opinion. Yeah, that's such a great question. And I mean, I love my country so much, you know, my original country, Brazil. And there's so much beauty and incredible people. But, you know, things can be difficult or challenging. There's a lot of ups and downs and stresses and sometimes lack of feeling, you know, secure or corruption and financial challenge. Anyway, it's like a big thing, right? For me personally, like, you know, my family, we grew up sometimes going to Walt Disney World as like family vacation, you know, And also, I feel it was, though, my dream to come to the U.S. to study. And and so it was more driven, you know, by by me and this kind of belief that I wanted to go learn like in the best places, go to, you know, the best schools, learn from the best people. Um, So it kind of came from that desire. But obviously, it was really challenging. You know, I went to school in Indiana and just being by myself was the biggest challenge I ever faced. And sometimes like I think back, look back at that version of me and with so much pride for her courage, right? To move completely by herself to a brand new country without knowing anybody just because like she was, she was following her dreams. So, so yeah, it it came from even though like my family, I'd say had an affinity, you know, to the U.S. If I had a lot of experience coming as a tourist, like as I was, I was growing up, it was this idea that like to pursue my dreams, like I wanted to get an amazing education and it felt like coming to the U.S. was, was going to be supportive, you know, and a, a big part of that journey. But yeah, I do believe the desire for freedom, full expression and the pursuit of our dreams right, tend to be drivers, and certainly was for me personally. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal of a lot of folks around the globe to come to the United States. And that's something, you know, right now we're feeling the political, I want to say stress for us to keep living that freedom and to be who we are. And even in this country, it's going back to the roots of What that definition means for a lot of different people, it means a lot of different things. But the ultimate goal is how we work together to gain the freedom to allow possibilities. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot in this podcast and my business and that kind of openness to share and to be who we want to be. Because in corporate life, it's just for that organization, right? The belief in the mission and to have the drive because of the brand, right? If we can get a little deep into like corporate culture, the brand, you know, when I worked at Dell, there were people that had worked there for years. I mean, we're talking decades, which is amazing. You don't hear that very often. And they're like, I bleed blue for Dell. And I was like, whoa, because they gave them a foundation, they gave them security, they are, I guess, a good fit for them, right? And what they're doing in the pursuit of their dream, right? That's the dream they're living. 
So let's talk about that. Like it's, are we living our dreams? Are we living their dreams in the pursuit of freedom? That's like a big, deep question. I wanted to ask you that. That's like my first question. (laughs) Yeah, what an incredible question. Thank you for asking. I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean, what, what I say for my own experience, my own journey is we and myself included, like often learn like different things that we should do. We should pursue what success looks like, what type of career is prestigious or will help us make more money or, you know, what, whatever. And in many ways, you know, for me, like as that little girl that had big dreams of being a leader, I learned through, you know, parent society culture that going into a big corporation and growing to the highest levels that I could was the definition of like success and what that dream was, right? And I'm very like, I've always been, you know, ambitious and driven and focused. So, you know, that became sort of the direction, you know, that I was pursuing. That's why I moved to the U.S. That's why I joined the companies, you know, that I, that I joined and things like that. Because I've been going through like this deep inner journey and letting go and releasing of these layers of belief systems and conditionings, all of those things that we've learned is realizing that my actual dream and mission here is different than I thought. And I do think it's okay, right? Because our, our dreams will change as we grow and evolve as humans, And at the same time, the journey that I've been going through wasn't wasted, right? Like all of that, the lessons, the growth and what I went through is what are the foundations and the building blocks for where I'm going next and what I am building. So everything I believe is like working out for us, like in our journey. But so much of what we have learned is deeply like programmed within us, like including what we think we desire our dreams. So a big part of journey I go through and I help other people go through is just shed and release and unlearn all those layers so we can really reconnect the true, like our true authentic dreams and desires that like pouring out of us and like calling us forward, especially right now, as you said, so many of us are like just questioning and wondering, like, wait a minute, like why am I doing this? Like, what is this for? You know, like I remember when I had my big wick my big wake-up call, I'm like, wait a minute, why am I killing myself to sell laundry detergent? (laughs) You know, this is like bigger life questions as you were saying, you know. And then the other thing that I was going to add to your point on the freedom that we're seeking, at least for me, while I, without a doubt, have faced like so many challenges and barriers, right, in the corporate world, what I have realized and learned as I've been going through this inner journey is without a doubt, the biggest barriers definitely have been inside of me. So I had learned so many, again, limiting beliefs that were feeding sort of my fears, my doubts, and really holding me back and keeping me stuck. So for me personally, the journey of freedom and transformation is an inner journey that each of us is being called to go through inside of us. Like when I was in the corporate world trying to change corporate, that didn't go very well, <laughs> you know, because it's outside of us. However, when I turned inside, when I turned inside and started to be like, okay, what within me is going on? Like what within me is holding me back? What within me might be co-creating these experiences that I've been having? Like things began to change in like really, really powerful and incredible ways. And there's so much happening outside of us that feels outside of our control that takes us on spirals, right? Of like 
negativity and overwhelm and stress. And it's, it, all of that is no way taking away from our power to really come back within us and go through this, you know, transformation, transition change, as you were saying, so we can remember what's already inside of us. Yeah. By the way, I'm glad you're feeling better and that you're on, you know, this road to recovery with your health. So that's great. And yeah, it's usually those moments. And then it's like, how do we get to this moment, right? You state in one of your articles in The Rising Women that sometimes we feel stuck and in survival mode, right? And providing mode, survival and providing mode. That's what I, I took out of one of your articles because when we're in corporate environments, right, especially as a first gen, and I've said this before, or even as a third gen, when you make that six-figure income, you're helping everybody. You're distributing money. You're like looked at as the one who made it, right? And you just keep that high achieving persona, yet you're struggling within because I know this for a fact, you become bored and you just mentioned you want to change things because you see the shift of how you're working closely with people. That's how I felt. I don't know if that's how you felt, but is that like where it started to change for you? Like, it's time for me to move on from this job and find another one that's going to fit because you've worked for Airbnb and Disney. You've worked for some really amazing companies. You know, you think, oh, this is going to be a great fit because they're dynamic and they have this brand and they're changing the world and how they're doing things. But inside, you're like, no, it's kind of the same thing. Anyway, that's how I felt. What about you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have had the great honor working in some amazing companies and brands and learning from some of the best people out there, all I could learn about marketing. And, you know, I'm very grateful for their journey. And each chapter that I had, like first to Procter & Gamble and then Disney and then Airbnb, like taught me a lot. I learned a lot. And each time that I made those transitions, like towards that company, like it felt really aligned for where I was and what I was looking for, like at that moment, right? So I think for me, it's been more the the sense that like, as I've been growing sort of professionally, I've also been growing inside, like, so let's say personally or spiritually, you know, if I can use those words here. But like, if you think about ourselves as like a tree, like the top, like the trunk, the leaves, like I think of that as like the outer things, the things we can see. While I was growing through, you know, all of these jobs and big companies from like a official LinkedIn bullet point perspective, I was actually focusing more and more and more in growing my roots, right? Like the deeper sort of like the roots that I could grow through like this inner work, it, it started to change like the, it actually accelerated the growth of my tree, if you will, like the professional growth that I was, that was experiencing. But in many ways, like what was happening is the more that I was growing and was releasing certain things against certain beliefs, conditioning, the more I was clarifying what I really desired, what I really wanted to create, what I really wanted to experience, the places where I were just kind of no longer felt in alignment with what I was. Because I was like, I've just been growing, not just, you know, professionally, but more importantly, like spiritually and from an inner perspective and things just didn't feel aligned anymore. So I would, some, what I realized is like when we make career transitions without the inner transformation, we keep co-creating the same patterns over and over again. 
So, you know, we think it's going to be better on the other side and we make the change that feels good and aligned. And then we, but the truth is like, if we don't do this inner work, we take the same patterns and belief systems with us and we then keep creating the same things on the outside. So the novella keeps repeating is like, we have a bit of different characters, the setting may be different, but the general plot of the novella is the same. (laughs) And you're like, wait a minute, like, why is this happening again? Like, I don't understand. I changed, you know, industries and jobs and like all of this. And like, why am I experiencing like similar things like over and over and over and over again, right? In many ways, like that's the journey and that's the realization is like we cannot create change on the outside without creating change on the inside first. And when we change that focus and we go through that journey of transformation inside, everything on the outside will follow suit, you know, because that's just how things work. (laughs) But most of us are like just trying to change on the outside, just trying to get the new job, and unfortunately, we kind of keep repeating the patterns. And that's kind of what I learned as I was going along. And then more of the patterns kept coming up. And then I was like, okay, I just need to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. So I became a little like archaeologist, like excavating the roots. So like, let me dig deeper and deeper and deeper until I could find the core driver, right? The root cause of it and then change it so I could create something actually different for myself. Yeah, that's good because when you start to see a pattern, right, it's hard for us to look at what's happening. We want to say it's not us, it's them, right? And I like this from one of your articles. You said it's like everyone knows deep down it isn't sustainable and will crash down sooner or later, but we're so vested because this is all we've known, right, to be high achievers. So we just work harder to try to keep it from falling down like a house of cards, right? Like, how do we keep going? Like, we want to avoid it, like almost like denial, right? Yeah, because it's so hard to to really see for what it is, right? And like, at least for me, is like that was happening. And as you're reading those words, I'm kind of like back there, you know, like really feeling it. It's I felt like I was tied in a knot, you know, like a really tight, really like comfortable, like knot in the sense of like, I knew that I wanted change. I knew I couldn't keep going, but that's all I had known. And I felt stuck because, you know, I had worked almost two decades to build this thing, right? It'd been a dream for me since I was a little girl. So I'm like, I worked on this so hard. You know, I, that's been so many sacrifices. There's been so much blood, sweat, and tears, you know, that I that I pour forth. Like, I can't, I can't just leave. Like, this is crazy, right? And then on top of that, there's, from a financial perspective, to a point earlier, there's so much, like, safety and security that we have, right? From, like, having that paycheck come in from the corporation. So even though... Like we might be feeling this calling to go do something different. There's just so much fear. There's so much doubt. There's so much resistance that comes up that we need to kind of work through. And in that moment, you just kind of feel paralyzed because, at least for me at that time, I felt like there was no win situation, right? Like, okay, if I stay here, I'm miserable. And overwhelmed and like parts of me are like dying, right? Not to be dramatic, but like it just felt like really heavy, overwhelming and dense and just bleak, right? And on the other hand, I was 
getting more and more clear on what was calling me forward. But I had the stories and belief systems that like it was really risky and it was reckless and I was going to risk like the livelihood and the life of my family and my child. So with all of those things, I just couldn't even move. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was this journey of like, okay, what are the belief systems? What are the thoughts that I have currently there are creating this knots because in many ways like I had created the knots not consciously like I didn't know about it <laughs> you know but I just started like one by one like remove these layers and and so eventually like I could feel more clarity more space more belief more confidence in like what was calling me forward and I could start taking baby steps towards it yeah I love that because of the fact that it was almost a pain that you kept feeling, right? A lot of us want to deny that because of high achieving. We're like, no, we can do this. We can keep doing this. And the sacrifice, right? The Latina that sacrifices herself for the family. It's like that cultural norm is just a, you know, it's something that's being broken, I think, on a daily basis this limiting belief system, right, of victimhood. And you write that about one of the biggest limiting beliefs and patterns that came up for you, which I think a lot of us can can attribute to, is the victimhood story, right? The stories we tell ourselves, like, I can't do this because then everything will just collapse. You just said everything there. And we're constantly stuck in survival mode, and we can't keep going that way. I think for me, not having children, it was just that I need to save and to provide for extended family members because we've never had that in my family before, right? It was breaking cycles of poverty. It's breaking cycles of abuse and lots of things that I felt if I do this, the cycle is broken, but it goes deeper than that, right, Tatiana? Let's talk about how you also said that, you know, we carry emotional trauma from our bodies and DNA that go back seven generations or more, right? Explain what you mean by that. This was also in one of your recordings that we're just starting to talk about breaking cycles and intergenerational trauma and, and that it exists in our bodies this is like the part of that limiting, I want to say the curiosity that tells us that we are worth more and we stand in, in a higher power that we're not accessing. Yes. I mean, like I say, like such a deep journey that so many of us are being called to go in, not, not to your point, not just for ourselves, but for like our lineage, you know, for our families in my case you know when I tune into it for my daughter like and you know her line or whatever right but there's so much that we've carried you know with us yeah not just from a belief system perspective as I've been sharing but also sort of these wounds and trauma that like stay with us and it's passed down like from you know DNA DNA lineage and and even though like we are of course, making so much progress, right? Like from women's like empowerments and rights and everything. Sometimes it's crazy to me. You look back just 50 years ago or whatever, like there weren't as many rights, right? And possibilities. So there's been progress. I don't want to like not like acknowledge, right? Like the progress. 
at the same time, like we carry like all of those things with us, not knowing, right? Not consciously. So for me, like when I was trying to, you know, achieve the the successes I had to find in corporate, there was so much baggage there. There was heaviness in trying to prove, right, that I could do it, trying to prove that women could do it and trying to prove then that Latinas could do it. And it creates, you know, such a burden. And, but at the same time, what I realized on one of the biggest, like I said, limiting beliefs that I've been working through is that victimhood. Because in many ways, like we kind of have seen and experienced ourselves, perhaps, or seen people around us experience women not being treated well or right, right? Or not being paid equitably, not having as many opportunities or in things that in many ways we have so much like evidence that continues in a way to prove that belief system, right? And for me, I I learned like at a young age, you know, Brazil, I'd say is, is a patriarchal country, right? So growing up, like things that I saw or read or, you know, whatever, were you know sexist and patriarchal kind of like in nature and and in many ways like it really created this this wounded space for me too of like okay maybe I need to become more like a man you know so I'm just gonna like silence my femininity deny that and learn to be more like a man to lead like a man right and obviously in the corporate world in many ways that's like continued right and got and got recognized but the truth is at the core of what I'm saying here is what I have learned is like our thoughts, our beliefs, our feelings are creating our experience, right? It's happening from the inside out. So it's very connected like to the new thought movement or quantum physics or like, you know, quantum manifestation and things like that. That's what I've been learning, you know, and expanding from a spiritual perspective as well. So I do believe what's happening inside of me is creating my outside, even though like layers of awareness have been coming up more and more and more over time. And one of the more recent ones of last year was victimhood, you know, because again, I was trying so hard to overachieve, to prove that I was good enough. But in that, there was this deep-seated belief that I had picked up and learned and generationally had been, you know, with me that women are not good enough. So I was working so hard to the bone, overworking, right? To try to prove that wrong. Try to prove that wrong for other people and for myself, right? And the truth is, though, even though I was trying to prove that wrong, deep inside, it was this belief. That belief was there. So what happened was I kept, you know, co-creating experiences that gave me more and more and more experiences of being a victim or, or seeing that, like, happen. And... As I realized that, you know, in this journey that I've been going through is the choice that we have right now, the, the desire we have to transition and create something new is the opportunity to release these belief systems and these wounds and trauma that we've been carrying with us and unconsciously co-creating with, right? So for me, it was like, okay, I am done believing in any way, shape or form that I or women are victims Again, it doesn't mean that it hasn't been true, right? But the opportunity is like if we keep staying hooked to that belief system because of justifications and, you know, blaming and and all of that and like, no, but this happened and this happened. Like me, right? Like I can't, like, you know, I can't let go. Like this is really heavy. This has happened. You know, I need to fight this. I need to fight this, right? 
But when we're trying to fight something, we are actually pushing against it. We're resisting. We're actually giving it more energy. So the realization for me was like, okay, clearly this is not great. It hasn't been. It's been really bad for thousands of years. But if I keep fighting it, I'm actually continuing to give more energy. So instead of fighting against this, what can I stand for? Like, what do I want to stand for, right? And that completely shifted my focus and energy of, you know what? We are powerful. We are brilliant. We are creators. And we can create new from here. But for us to create new, we have to release we have to heal. We have to let go of what has been. And that is so hard. It takes a lot of love and forgiveness and really, really deep, deep work. But that's where the freedom really comes from because then you you are no longer caring what I recently was referring to in like a, a video I recorded. It's like a bag of poop. <laughs> like that we, we keep just carrying like this bag of poop and it's heavy and it stinks and like... You know, it's like, can we be done? Like, can we release? Can we heal? Can we really go into this transformation? So we can ultimately, I believe the journey is of remembering who we really are. And we have calling is the invitation to release just all of these layers and gunk that just keep us and have kept us from the truth of who we are. Yeah, I, that's really amazing. I love the fact that you say a bag of shit. Well, I say bag of shit, but bag of poop. And when you say we're carrying that bag, it's heavy and it is smelly and it's uncomfortable. But it's like, you know, you talk about the stories we tell ourselves. And also you say that, you know, what we resist persists because we give it energy. And yeah, I was in that fight mode as well. Like, hey, things can be different. And that's because my belief is these systems and the infrastructure are so outdated. This is not meant for who we are today. And that's because of a lot of things in our humanity and progress that is happening, especially of what we can see globally. So this is where I started to change, and specifically within these technology platforms, because they're the ones that are the distributors and the creators of what we see and create and how we feel. And there's an ownership we have to take back. And I love also where you say the truth is that this high achieving armor that we carry in these corporate systems, right? We can change them, but it's actually preventing us from remembering our truth, our worthiness, our magic, and our power and our wholeness. And I love that quote. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up here because I want to know what you mean by we need to rewrite our story from a place of empowerment. And what I mean is we all say empowerment, but we just uncovered like layers and generational trauma and all these things that people are going into the new year with. Like, I'm going to do this better. I'm going to stick to these resolutions. I'm going to do better this year. And we go into that mode of high achieving. That's what I'm going to say. So what do you mean by rewriting the story? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I actually hosted a retreat last year and we were calling ourselves the recovering high achievers. <laughs> 
we are going through like a detox and recovery, you know, of the high achieving addiction that, you know, we, we've had in our lives. And and it, it's so true. And yeah, what I mean by rewriting our story is, like I said, like our power is inside of us. We are really powerful creators. And the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves are shaping our realities. And what prompted that article was actually a conversation I had with this amazing coaching client that I have. And, you know, she was sharing, like many of us can realize, like, wow, 2023 was really shitty. <laughs> it was intense. It was rough. Like, it was difficult. Like, you know, all of that. She was just sharing all of that. And she's like, I'm just ready to be done, right? I'm ready to move on. And it really prompted this powerful conversation and then inspired the article because I wanted to share more more broadly is... Again, when we have this desire to just like move away from something, like we're not letting it go. We're actually taking that with us, even if, you know, we're not conscious about it. Because again, the stories we tell ourselves determine what we believe about ourselves and what we're creating, we have the opportunity to rewrite like our stories. And, you know, to the conversation, for example, we were having around victimhood, as I experienced myself, a pretty difficult, you know, situation last year where my victimhood beliefs kind of exploded in front of me. And for a moment, I was like really angry and frustrated and resentful. I had like all of these like emotions going on. And then like awareness or insight came to me of like, you know what? I have a choice here, right? Like what story am I telling myself about what happened? And that's when I myself like literally rewrote what that story, what that chapter was for me. And it really became sort of the story of how I was finally completing co-creating with victimhood. I was liberating myself. It was a journey of liberation and empowerment. So I could really take my power back and rise into the truths of who I am. And as I rewrote that story, kind of as it was happening, it completely changed how I felt about it, like, and and what I could move through and with. So it's one example of what I mean by rewriting our stories. But ultimately, it's because going back to the novellas, we don't realize that we are the creators of our novellas, right? So most of us are living in this very dramatic novella. Fortunately, we are victims, <laughs> often, of our own novellas being thrown around in like all this crazy drama. And actually not realizing that we're the ones that have been creating this all along. So as we rewrite the story, we then have the choice to determine, like, what do, we, what do I want my story to be about? Like, what's the meaning? What's the meaning that I am attaching to all of this? And, and as we do that, like, so much frees up and, and so much then can allow us to actually create fresh and new what is calling us to move towards. Yeah, I resonate with that because when you start to own that power and you state it out loud and you say, I want to start living this life of mine this way or move in this direction because I don't want this anymore, it scares people. It scares people around you, you know, that have been living in the shit bag with you, so to speak, right? It's like you hand it to them, they hand it back, and it's like it just keeps being carried on and on. And when you're not holding this bag anymore, I'm kind of, I want to go this way. They're like, what? What do you mean? Like, we've been doing this for years. We've been doing this 
this is how we do it. This is how we do it here, right? At this place of work or the environment or, you know, and we've had to assimilate and change and soothe ourselves. And when you just say for one moment, you know, I'm going to go this way just for a little bit. It's a little scary and people get a little jarred, but you know what? That's the power that's coming out. And I've, I've experienced that and it's painful, but we have to live in, I think, at times to understand how we can keep going in the power. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love what you're saying, because like the way I, I think about more recently what I've been going through, I think of like a journey of metamorphosis, right? Like I was the caterpillar <laughs> in the corporate world. And then I, I felt this calling of transformation when inside a cocoon. In this cocoon, just all these layers began to shed and release, right? That weren't me anymore, that weren't aligned and all of those things. And as you go through those layers of release, there is like fear and hesitation of like, because you're releasing parts of what you thought your identity was, like of how people have known you to be, right? And there is like, wait a minute, like, will people still love me, right? Like the people in my life is still recognize me. So there's a lot that comes up in the cocoon of transformation. But as you release, as you trust, as you recognize that we're moving to towards love, towards life, towards like our highest version of ourselves, And there is this trust and belief that like what is meant to be part of that journey will continue, right, with us. And then there is like the opening of the cocoon and you can really fly as the butterfly, right? So I personally feel like I've been in the cocoon. I don't know that I'm yet the butterfly, but I'm starting to see the opening of the cocoon. I'm starting to feel my wings. And I'm excited. I'm excited as I think about 2024 to myself, like spread my wings and make it to fly a little bit more and hopefully support, you know, other women that and Latinas who I believe are going through similar journeys so we can rise together. Absolutely. And I love your articles, Rising Women, that you write about this and you talk about these transformations. And a lot of us are going through that right now. And we're trying to feel grounded in almost the belief of saying, I'm not crazy, right? Because that's another thing is once you start to feel that transition or that reality of what it really means to stand in your worth and power, it's like you have to tell yourself, I'm not crazy. And I think that's wrong that we have to go that route. It should be like, I love myself more instead of saying, I'm not crazy. That's my thought. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. And the more that we talk about it, to your point, and I love that we're having this conversation. Hopefully, you know, people can just see and hear that we're not alone, right? That there are many of us like going through this journey. And the more that we can be open and vulnerable and transparent and support each other along the way, like the the better we'll be like as a society and, you know, humanity, I guess. I love that. And closing this out, I think that's the message we want to leave with everybody is we need to start loving ourselves and healing ourselves more so that we can provide more outward community support and power. We say that a lot, but it's really hard to do. I know when we have family and commitments and especially when we have health challenges. But if you just step out just for a minute or to just take that time for yourself to say, you know, I'm going to go out and get myself a coffee and not care about what anybody else thinks, you know? <laughs> 
I'm going to go out and just take a break for five minutes and just, you know, I'm going to take a hot shower. You know, something that really just gives you a moment of peace and just where you can feel gratifying about anything that you do. And I think that's the message I want to leave people with, with you, Tatiana, explaining the corporate detox that you went through and that that we're still going through, some of us. You know, it's a journey. It is. It's a cocoon experience. And you just have to support yourselves with the people that will support you in that transformation. So I'm very appreciative of you today being on Latinas from the block to the boardroom. I hope your your wellness journey also it becomes successful for you and your daughter and your family. And let's stay in touch and we will have your contact information in the show notes, but where can people find you if they want to follow your article or your newsletter or just reach out to you and get in touch with you? Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you again so much for having me and the beautiful and powerful conversation. Teresa was like so incredible. So if you want to connect, you can find me on obviously LinkedIn, Tatiana Crave, Instagram, Tatiana Crave. And also I've created like a Rising Women Sisterhood group on Instagram and the Rising Women newsletter on, you know, LinkedIn. And that even also have a Rising Women Sisterhood website that I am creating right now. So all is, you know, blooming and blossoming right now and many ways to, to find me. And I would love to connect with anybody that resonated because I think this is really a powerful and timely conversation. So thank you so much for having me and this powerful questions that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you so much, Tatiana. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Obrigada. So thank you, Tatiana, for joining me today on Latinas from the block to the boardroom. That was very inspiring. And I hope that we all gain some wisdom from understanding that just knowing that we have the power within us, our own light to create transformation is really going to help us in this year of 2024, the year of transformation. That's what I'm calling 2024. You can find Tatiana on LinkedIn, as she said, at Tatiana Quaif, and that's Q-U-A-I-F-E. And she's also on Instagram at Tatiana Quaif and her Rising Women Sisterhood, which is on IG and also on Facebook. If you'd like to learn more about Latinas from the block to the boardroom, please reach out to us at info at latinasb2b.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll find out more about events, workshops, and webinars that we'll be hosting throughout the year with our podcast guests and allies that wish to share their information and platforms that they are building today or policies that they are creating to help transform the nation for a better democracy. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with Latinas from the block to the boardroom in a sponsorship opportunity or networking event, please reach out to us at info at latinasb2b.com. Gracias.